The following talk was given at Mile High Church in Lakewood, Colorado. Please visit our website at milehighchurch.org. So grateful to share the stage with, uh, with Dr. Patty tonight and Reverend Masando. So looking forward to your message. And uh, so been so great to have these conversations uh, as well. And I think the thing on everybody's mind right now is return. You know, what does it mean to come back to church? What does it mean to uh, come back to uh, a restaurant? What does it mean to go back to school or uh, take a trip, you know, and to do so uh, holding that, that love of liberty and being free in our lives as well with the responsibility to take care of ourselves and our families and, and others. And, you know, it's been something else here at uh, church. There's this one aspect that we've kind of, uh, you know, really thrived through this challenge. You know, we're connecting with people online. We've been able to do online classes. We've had, you know, over 2,000 p- people participate in the class these last 30 days, and it's really wonderful. And at the same time, you know, every Sunday, uh, usually because I've seen the interviews that we've done before, I'll, I'll walk through the lobby, and it's so heartbreaking. You know, to not get to so see quiet. our friends and the people that we love. And so there's this, this part of us here at Mile High, which says, you know, in this health challenge, we want to, um, if we can do it online, do it because it's safer. But that's, there's that other party that goes, hey, this isn't this at the same time. It's totally. not, it's not church because we're not getting to see uh, one another and the people that we love. Right. Yeah. And uh, when you said walking through the lobby of Mile High Church, our uh, facilities have kept everything here at our, our home at Mile High so clean and so tidy. But we are missing all of you and our family because uh, we're a large church and I'm grateful. And we have a very large family, don't we? Yes, we do. Big family. It's growing all the time. And I think it's really important, you know, for my personal family and for my church family to keep us all safe and be responsible and make the right decisions. So um, we're in that process right now, and we appreciate all your prayers and all your supports that we're doing the right thing. And like, like any family, all of ours agree just on the right yeah. ways to come back and get back going to church, <laughs> right, Masando? Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. I think that family is the perfect word for this time and how we're navigating this because mm-hmm. as in any family, there's going to be some differing opinions mm-hmm. about what the family's going to do. You know, I think about just even like deciding where to go for dinner uh, with Uh the family, you know, can just take, there could be so many different opinions. And so navigating that together um, is sort of what we're up to right now. And I love the approach that, uh, you know, the leadership has been taking and making sure we're listening to all the voices out there, mm-hmm. uh, really hearing and making sure that people feel heard uh, about those differing opinions. And I'm sure we've heard many different opinions on how to do this. And that's how we get to navigate this as a family and to lean into the love that keeps us united and know that we all don't necessarily have to be on the exact same page at the exact same time. And that's got to be okay. Right. And, and, you know, every every opinion is valid and everyone totally. is based in, in something that, that I understand. And the key for us being a church is to ground our decisions in in, in principle and, and in consciousness. And, you know, one of the things that we've done here at the church, and we're so grateful to be able to start looking at return planning is, you know, we've created uh, four different committees of groups of leaders to, you know, one's looking at services. What does it mean to fill up our sanctuary again on a, on a Sunday? Or how full can we have it? Uh, or to come back together on a Wednesday night. We have a group that's looking at just for our staff. Do we, um, 
you know, have some staff come in one day and some staff another day or some, you know, let stay home altogether. Uh, when can we get our classes back going again? That's another committee and our events and just, uh, you know, if someone wants to come in and have a counseling session and then uh, childcare and youth church, you know, so we haven't, we've had to cancel some of our summer camps, but not all of them. We're still hoping. And so those groups are all working really hard right now, looking at all the different options for, for bringing us back. And of course, we will, um, you know, listen and take in our federal recommendations, our state recommendations, and bring those together with, you know, being able to freely worship and uh, express spirituality together. And uh, everyone's voice is important in the process. And uh, I guess I would ask you know, both of you as well, whether it's at Mile High or just, you know, in your own thoughts about going to uh, a restaurant or, or having people back at church, is there, you know, any, any boundaries or rules that either of you are following for yourselves? Well, I know one thing in my own personal family, um, my daughter, my grandkids have been really respectful of what we're um, believing and doing and we're respectful to them. And then about going out, um, I just, I think it's just um, not being forceful about it, but just being able to kind of pull back and say, is, is this a, a good and a fun thing? And is this really safe? And if it meets those criteria, and, and everyone's uh, happy with that and safe, I'll probably say, yeah, I'd love to go out to eat. Yeah, you know? yeah no, totally. I think it depends on the day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, there have been some days where I am just so stir crazy. I mean, one of the things that I've been doing for, I mean, since uh, I've lived in Colorado and turned 21 is visit all these amazing microbreweries that we have. There's something about that scene that just feels so fun for me. And I, I realized like during this time, like how much I've sort of relied upon those social settings to uh, take a break, to feel like, uh, you know, I can put work aside for that period of time, uh, to be in a beautiful environment where there's live music. Like, there's so many things I'm, like, 100% just missing so badly. And at the same time, right, is, and when, I'm, when I say that, I think I still just want to ensure safety. And I think that may change. And as we go through this longer and as we're seeing how uh, how these uh, new regulations are creating that safety, right? And we have some more time to feel that out, right? I'll probably be more apt to do that. But, you know, we're just embarking on that. Like restaurants just will open like today, right? It was like sort many of one of the first many days. here in Colorado, yes. Uh-huh. Right here in Colorado. And so like this is day one where we're just kind of tipping our toe and, and seeing how it's going to be. I love that we're getting creative. I was talking to Nathan earlier about Old Town Arvada. And um, they're opening all of like the streets uh, to ensure that there's just more space for retail and restaurants so people can be more uh, spread out. And so like, gosh, it's just so amazing. Like we're just continuing to be creative. Right, and we're 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 navigating this on the fly, and to me, there's something really beautiful in that. Yeah, one of the things I know for us here at, at Mile High is we want it to not only have people back at church, but we want to feel it to feel like church. Yes. You know, I don't want to yes. go to a favorite old restaurant and feel like I'm in a prison mess hall and being policed <laughs> the whole time. You know, we want to make sure that we're here supportive of one another, not policing one another, and that it's that's it's as safe as possible to, to be. And, uh, you know, my philosophy, I don't know if it will work, is just to try and lay one stone at a time. You know, what does it mean to bring intentionality yes. to each thing that we do here at Mile High Church or in our own lives? 
lives and to lay that stone with intention, making it as safe as possible because it's never 100% safe and, you know, using whatever principles we can uh, to support one another. But, you know, my, my hope is that, you know, our staff starts coming back within the, the coming weeks to our office here or there. Uh, and, uh, you know, we're planning, we don't know when we'll have services, but we're putting a plan in place so that if we're to, if we're to, we're to turn around in two weeks from now, we can have them, we'll be ready to go and uh, hope to start having people uh, when, as, when it's as safe as possible, start coming back and, and connecting. And, um, you know, whether we, we figure out new ways to virtual hug or whatever it may be, we'll figure it out for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Mile High has always been so creative, and that's one thing I just love about Mile High. And through this whole pandemic and all these decisions and weighing different things for the safety of all, I'm just knowing that people will be considerate and respectful and a whole new level of being able to see each other. That's, that's my I love it. Wish. Don't disappoint Dr. Patty. We'll <laughs> make sure that happens. <laughs> yeah, we're just, you know, I'm, I'm feeling so, I mean, just, I'm missing you all. And there's something really sweet about that. Uh, you know, that, you know, all of our interactions just can't take them for granted. Uh, I'm like a little kid when I'm able to see you all on these Wednesday nights. It's yeah. just amazing to see your faces. And there's so many other faces that I'm looking forward to seeing. Uh, so I know we're all navigating this together, and I know that our hearts are growing and missing each other, and there's something really beautiful about that as well. It feels like we're learning life again in, in some ways right now. Uh, we're definitely learning how to live again in a new way. Uh, we've all had to adjust, and it's been amazing to think about how all around the world this is true. This is true for Literally every single person on our planet, we've all had to adjust in different ways and learning to live again and walking through grief and coming out of that grief and keeping going and thinking about all of the families uh, that are doing that now. Uh, it's really incredible to feel into all of the ways in which we're doing this together, and this togetherness is something that's that's really been been hitting me. Um, David Grohl, who uh, wrote that song, he talked about when he was writing that song. It was right in the middle of after a few albums when he formed his new band, the Foo Fighters, and I guess they had like a really tough studio session, and uh, he wasn't sure if the band was gonna continue and there was this period of a you know three to four months where he didn't know what was going on there was uh, more uncertainty about that band and his music career uh, than there had ever been for him and so he wrote that song from a place of uncertainty but also in this space of hope and you can really feel that come through when you listen to that song. So what better song for this particular time <laughs> uh, of uncertainty, but in the midst of that uncertainty, a tremendous amount of hope. I love the line, uh, I'm a new day rising. I'm a brand new sky to hang upon the stars tonight. It's... It feels as if we're all doing that. We're learning how to reinvent ourselves, uh, and we are in this the midst of a new day rising. And every day feels as if we have this opportunity to to create something new. So 
Yeah, we're learning to live again. And the next line is we're learning to give and give again. That's something that really has hit me too. It's been really interesting to see how this particular pandemic, though it affects all of us, it affects some of us in different ways. And how when that has become uh, public knowledge, when we're seeing how uh, certain parts of our population and our own communities uh, are hit harder than others, there are so many people stepping up to give. <laughs> and it's like we're learning about our oneness again. We're learning about how deeply interconnected and interdependent we are. And through that, there's this spirit of giving that I'm witnessing and 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 in this church and in the world just over and over again. And I love that this idea that we're learning to give and give again right now. That to me is part of the healing balm and medicine that has been helping me uh, you know, walk through this time. That giving spirit somehow sort of takes me out of my own story. Then of course that last line of, you know, learn to to love again. That's really brings us to uh, the, the spirit and title of tonight's talk of it's all happening, hearts are growing. Um, I think we're learning to love in different ways right now. feels, at least for me personally, that we're learning to love ourselves in a new way, in a deeper way right now. We're learning to love each other and care for each other in this new and interesting and deep way right now. And we're also learning, in the midst of all this, we're learning to just love this current reality that we're in. We're learning to navigate it uh, in a way where we can foster a deeper sense of purpose. Uh, I love what Reverend Simon said a few uh, Wednesdays ago when he was talking about how this time has helped him to really discern what matters, like what really matters in life. No doubt that that's happening. And through that discernment, it feels like we have this ability uh, to learn how to love this this particular moment as weird and, and strange and uncomfortable and tragic in many ways that this has been. We're learning to lean into it as our current reality uh, and navigate it together. So yeah, I want to talk about uh, just how we're learning to love, and I'll start with that, learning to love ourselves. Uh, I don't know about you all, <laughs> but I'm getting to know myself real well, like really, really well uh, since this pandemic began and we've been staying at home. I don't know. I think there's something about, you know, just being confined to a space uh, that gives us access to ourselves uh, in a deeper way. I know I've seen both in my inner life and my behavior, like all the good, the bad, and the ugly, right? I noticed that my insecurities and my anxieties are kind of on display, uh, but I've also learned this deeper strength and resilience that lies within, and also this ability uh, that I didn't know that I had to continually just uh, make the best and make sure that every single day, like I'm, I'm laughing, like I'm, I'm seeking joy in a way. And I know that I have to do that these days. I have to put myself in the way of joy, put myself in the way of beauty, as uh, the author Cheryl Strayed. Uh, said. And I have to do that in a more intentional 
and conscious way these days. Uh, and that, to me, has been an amazing gift. It reminds me of um, like some of the solo trips I've done in the wilderness. And I was part of this uh, uh, rites of passage program when I was living in Seattle, uh, where they would pair uh, older-ish adults with middle schoolers as spiritual companions uh, going through this rites of passage pr process. And sort of the culminating uh, event uh, to this six to nine month program is a solo in the wilderness. Uh, and, uh, you know, a, a, a type of vision quest. And in that, uh, the directions are you go and you find a place in the forest and you just put yourself there anywhere from 24 to 36 hours and you don't move. <laughs> and because this is a spiritual experience, you know, when I was, when I did it for the first time, I thought it was going to be pure bliss. Like I was just going to be, uh, in the midst of nature, just soaking it all in. Which it was that for like the first hour or so. But after a little bit, it's like that quiet being sort of just planted in one space and knowing that I'm not going to move. Uh, all of my stuff started coming up. All of my insecurities, all of my habitual thought patterns, all the stuff that I maybe kind of didn't want to look at, but I knew was there. Uh, that just sort of started to rise to the surface. But like right behind that and right underneath that, a tremendous amount of clarity and joy and deep connection to all that is, that also began to rise to the surface I began to understand that when we're seeking a deeper clarity and purpose in our life, sometimes all we have to do is navigate all of the things that are in the way of that so that it can, that still small voice, right? Like can begin to become a little bit louder and a little bit clearer and a little bit more discernible. Uh, and so I'm finding that I'm having a very similar experience to that. And I remember in my, my very first vision quest I ever did, you know, the, the message that came through really was simple. It was just fall in love with your life and yourself all over again. And I feel like that's what I'm learning to do. And I hope that we're all learning to do as the good, bad, and ugly begins to show up in our lives that we can make room and find ways to love ourselves through it all. Be extremely gentle with ourselves uh, and know that everything that is arising right now, that like right underneath anything that may be uncomfortable or difficult, like there's this tremendous amount of clarity and connection and purpose and love that's like right there for all of us underneath that, that in many ways we've all been on our own quest uh, during this time together. You know, and, and what I realize, what that allows me to do, when I'm really committed to that practice, right, of uh, just like learning to turn, learning to love myself through it, all of it, is this ability I'm finding, like, to be able to love others as well. Like, learning to love each other again. <laughs> you know, there's a moment, or, you know, I feel like the first few weeks of this, where it felt like we were all like really in this together. 
It, it felt like the the normal things that fill up my Facebook and social media feeds uh, that sort of drive us apart. There was like a lull in that. And there was this feeling of togetherness, not just with the people that I know, but like people that I will never know, people all around the world. There was this beautiful heart opening that I felt that was really happening. In the past couple of weeks, uh, <laughs> It's almost like we've just sort of fallen back into our old ways. Like humans, we just kind of love what's comfortable and familiar. And I've found those old dynamics uh, that drive us apart, that have us at each other's necks. I'm finding that those are, are showing up again a little bit more, right? And I get it. Like we are all in a place of wanting things to go back to normal so deeply, uh, and so all of the ways in, in, in which we think, <laughs> just like the conversation we were having earlier, we think is right, <laughs> that's showing up too. Alongside of all of the other opinions that may or may not be the same as yours. And finding those political divisions are also showing up again in this really intense way. In many ways, it's... It's kind of breaking my heart because there's this moment we are in right now where we really are in this together. Uh, where those kinds of divisions, I feel like, have an opportunity to dissolve uh, when we recognize there's something greater than ourselves that's happening here. Uh, so I'm leaning into spiritual practice in that. And there's this, uh, there's this meditation practice uh, that's... Uh, that, uh, Joan Halifax writes about, and she writes about uh, strong back, soft front. And I think Brene Brown uh, borrowed from that too in her Braving the Wilderness book that she wrote. And the strong back and soft front is, is a couple things. One, it's an actual meditation posture. It's holding ourselves with this strong spine and holding ourselves with a sense of dignity, but allowing our front you know, this place where our heart resides and abides, allowing that to stay open. Uh, I'll read you what she says about this. This is Joan Halifax. She says, all too often, our so-called strength comes from fear, not love. Instead of having a strong back, many of us have a defended, shielded front and a weak spine. In other words, we walk around brittle and defensive, trying to conceal our lack of confidence. If we strengthen our backs, metaphorically speaking, and develop a spine that's flexible but sturdy, then we can risk having a front that's soft and open. The place in your body where these two meet, strong back and soft front, is the brave, tender ground in which to root our caring deeply. When we can be truly transparent, seeing the world clearly, and letting the world see into us. Now, I'm finding that I'm needing to lean into this practice, and I encourage all of us, if this is something that is calling to you, of connecting with others, of finding yourself maybe in some conflict with another, and, and knowing that there's got to be a different way than all of this butting of heads that we can tend to do, especially uh, in social media and online, when we are not actually sitting in front of another human being, that we have this ability to keep a strong back 
like have a spine, have a backbone, so that you can walk through the world in a way where you can at the same time be vulnerable enough and courageous enough to show who you are, right? Which is one of the bravest things that we can do is to actually show the world and share with the world what's really going on right here. I find that that sense of vulnerability that Nate Brown talks about has this ability to foster connection, has the ability to break down some barriers, has an ability to interrupt this pattern of there's a right and a wrong, there's a good and a bad. And when we do that, right, when we, when we keep ourselves open and transparent to others, and we are the ones that can lead in that way, there's also an opportunity uh, for someone else to do the same. And that we can actually let them in as well. That there's a transparency there that can foster even deeper connection and can, again, just interrupt uh, the ways in which we may go at each other. And so, you know, lastly, it's, it's learning to love uh, this current reality <laughs> that we're in. Uh, what an interesting reality. I just, I look forward to seeing the textbooks, <laughs> the history books that talk about this time that we're living through together. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm with you all. Like, I, <laughs> I really, really am ready. I think I'm beyond ready <laughs> for things to go back. Uh, and I know that it's probably going to be uh, slower than we would like or uh, maybe faster for some. Uh, who knows how this is going to turn out. I know and I trust that, especially here at Mile High Church, that when we come together and when all voices are represented, that we'll find a way as a family uh, to make the right decisions that are both uh, safe uh, as well as, uh, uh, you know, fostering this beautiful community that we are a part of and allowing ourselves to come back together. I think uh, as our hearts are expanding, sometimes we do that with this great plasticity and sometimes our hearts are broken open. What an interesting day today is. Uh, we hit 100,000 deaths from COVID. And that was an interesting number that came up today because yesterday I had just uh, watched uh, an interview on the Science of Mind magazine Facebook page with uh, fellow Next Jenner, Jafon Seeley, and he was talking about the heart. And the, a cool uh, fact that he shared is that our heart beats 100,000 times a day. And it uh, as that came up, and when I read the news that uh, 100,000 folks have now passed from uh, this disease, it made me connect with my heart a little bit. It made me connect with every single beat. And it reminded me of how powerful our hearts are. Like, how amazing are our hearts uh, that we... Uh, it has this ability, right, to take all of these red blood cells that provide oxygen to our body, and it takes all of the ones that have de been depleted of that oxygen. And the heart, as that muscle, 
has the ability to bring it all in. It brings all of those depleted blood cells into itself. Then it sends it out to the lungs where they are then repl replenished with life and with oxygen. And then it has this beautiful ability then to send it back out into the rest of the body. I know that's a physiological thing, but it also feels like a deeply spiritual thing. That with every beat right now, if we're in grief, like every beat of our heart can be uh, a practice of being restored and remembering how restored we are. And every time uh, we, we are looking towards more change in the world or, or wanting to be a positive force on the planet, we recognize that our hearts have this ability to, to take what has been depleted and to bring more life out into the world. When we're heart-centered, right, we have this superpower to hold a whole lot, to hold it all, and to still be a place of love and of life and of courage in the world. So I think what the biggest reminder is, as we tune into our heart, is that like even though we're still socially distanced, I think what we have learned and what we're continuing to learn is that this presence of the divine is, is, is right here, like wherever we are. Uh, and we don't need something outside of ourselves to find that, that we can discover over and over again how deeply close it is how it's, like Rumi said, closer than our breath. And so I invite us all just to you know, hit that heart button, hit that hug button if you're watching on Facebook and just feel into your heart and send love to uh, yourself or to another or to folks who you know might be hurting right now. It was a brutal news cycle these past couple of days. And so... Uh, Let's allow our hearts to be that powerful strength and that muscle that they are and bring more life uh, into all that we do uh, right exactly where we stand. So I invite you right now, you can leave your eyes open or you can close them, but I invite you to take this prayer into your heart. For I recognize that that portal of heart Heart has always been so symbolic, but it's symbolic in a spiritual way because it is a portal of the divine. So I recognize that divine love here tonight, that spiritual light, call it God, whatever we call it, I recognize that it is harmonic love and it has always been and it always will be. The great poets have written about it. The great masters have stood for it in a light. And so this evening, such a beautiful service here at Mile High Church, and with your heart open wide, believe and know that everything you are is of spirit, is of that divine law, and it always has been. And so what I declare tonight is that this nuance of this time together, this time of forging forward in a whole new way, that we move forth with love. 
We move forth with kindness, and I accept that love, and I accept that kindness. I accept that health. I accept well-being, financial support for those who have been touched by this pandemic. Oh, that we just cradle them in our hearts. For the day of tomorrow brings forth great light and great goodness for all. And so I behold that our relationship with spirit is just that, that we are the light of the divine. And we share that with our partners, with our friends, with those whom we'll never meet in our prayers. We behold this for all humanity. So with my heart so filled with a sense of joy, in the midst of troubled times, a piece of joy just keeps popping forth from my heart, saying, it's a new day, Patty. It's a new day for each one of us. So I let go of these words. They've been released as spoken into that, we'll call it a cosmic law, a pattern that knows exactly how to manifest and how to bring forth what has been spoken. So grateful. And I say, amen, amen, amen. And so it is. Thank you for listening to the Mile High Church Podcast. This podcast is made possible by the generous contributions from listeners like you. If you'd like to make a donation, please visit us at milehighchurch.org. Have a fabulous day.